Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Creating a Championship Standard of Living. I am your host, Mr. Miles W. Millis. Today is Saturday, May 23rd, 2009, and this is a great day, people. We're going to talk about a lot of great things. Today's topic is overcoming bad habits. One thing about bad habits is that they can sometimes lock us into um, doing bad things and, and, and putting us in a place where we don't want to be. So I'm so thankful for today. We're going to talk about how to overcome those things. But as always, people, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you for coming out and listening to the, the podcast, listening to the, the live show. Without you, my listeners, it, this show is not possible. So I thank you for that. Um, in doing so, every week, um, I thank God for you. I thank God for this opportunity to be before you. I thank God for, this, for you know having a good topic to talk about each week. And before we go any further, I'd like to turn this show over to his Holy Spirit. I thank God for, for that as he, as I release the show back to him, that he's going to use this, use this show as a platform to help us all overcome bad habits and, and that we all have a great day and have a great blueprint for success as a result. So without further ado, I'm going to move forward in the show. You know, each week I give you a divine intervention. And uh, today's divine intervention, I I was just reading the Bible, and uh, it comes from Psalm 30, verse 2, which states, O Lord, my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. I'll repeat that. O Lord, my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. And that's going to be the theme of the day. We're, we're talking about healing. We're thanking God for the for an opportunity to come together and, and learn how to walk in healing how to walk it whole and we're going to over, we're going to talk about keys to uh, overcoming bad habits i'm going to bring some guests on here today who are going to who are professionals and and experts in their field of study and we're going to this is going to be a dynamic show and we're going to be a, have a a lot of things accomplished and a lot of things that you guys can take forward throughout the week and throughout your life now because these are going to be some life altering um topics and excuse me life altering um tips that we're going to give you today. So get get a pencil ready, get ready to learn, and let's go forward. Today I'm going to give you seven keys to overcoming bad habits. Seven keys to overcoming bad habits. Now these are things that I, that I am starting to implement in my own life personally. So I understand, um, remember I always told you, I would never give you something that I didn't, didn't try it on myself first. So these are seven keys that I, I execute myself, and, and correlating with this lesson and the, the things that we're going to talk about with our guests, you're going to have an absolutely dynamic blueprint for success. Okay. Step one, or the first key to overcoming bad habits, you have to admit and confess the problem. Admit and confess the problem. Admit and confess the problem. One thing about um, a lot of people who get into doing bad habits is they try to mask them. They try to cover them up and try to make it seem like they, what they're doing is okay or they may be doing something they know they shouldn't do. Like, you know, it, even as something as little as lying on your taxes, you know you shouldn't lie on your taxes. You know you should, 
you know, be as honest as you possibly can, but people won't do it sometimes. But admitting that, okay, I know this is not right, you open up the, the door to the, to the, a, a universal principle of God being able to, to bless you and forgive you. Um, just basically saying on First John 1 and 9, which is if you can confess your sins and God is faithful just to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. So what it does is by admitting that, hey, I got a situation here that I need help with, you're, you're calling out to the higher power to, to our source and saying, hey, there's something going on here that I can't really do on my own. I need some help. And, and admitting the problem doesn't make you weak. It actually shows that you're strong. It, it proves to you, it proves that you're not, you don't think that you're Superman. You don't think you're Superwoman. You you understand that, that we're interdependent. Believe it or not, we, we there is no such thing as independence in this lifetime. We are interdependent. We need each other. We need God. We need everything that this universe was, that God put in this universe. We need it. So we're interdependent upon a lot of different things. And we have access to, to, to those, that war chest of, of goodies when we can just admit that we need it. So after you have admitted and confessed that, you, that there is a problem, key number two to overcoming bad habits is to change your mind. Change your mind. Change your mind. I have a, a, a quote that I give out a lot, and it, it states that it goes like this. The mind that created the problem is not qualified to solve it. In other words, the thought processes and the, the things that you were thinking that created the problem can't get you out of the problem because it, it's, it's geared towards the problem. So you have to actually absolutely stop what you're doing, stop in your tracks, change direction, and go in the other way. And it, that means you have to change your mind. It could be something as, as deep as uh, eating disorder. It could be a sexual addiction. It could be gambling. It could be anything. Anything that takes you off the path of your purpose is a problem. It's a bad habit. I can tell you I have, I have an issue with procrastination sometimes myself. And that's one of the things I'm man enough to admit, and I'm dealing with it now. That means that I have to change my mindset now. I can't think like I used to think and expect to get a different result. That would be insanity. So it's utterly important. Even in Scripture, we know that it tells us that be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. When you renew your mind, it changes the whole course of your life, and it, can, it puts you on a path for success. So if, say, for instance, you, you don't know how to manage money, but there are people in life that know how to manage money. You have to change your mindset to understand how to manage money better. You have to change your mindset to, un have to, to know how to under understand how to do things differently, do things the way you would want them done instead of having the same results, the same undesired results continuously happening. So after you have admitted and confessed the problem and you have now changed your mind towards the solution, key number three to overcoming bad habits, forgive yourself or anybody else responsible for the situation. Forgive yourself or anybody else that is responsible for the situation you're currently in. Forgive yourself or anybody else responsible for the situation that you're currently in. One thing about life that I've noticed as well, and in dealing with people being a coach and being a motivator, it's really difficult. It's really, really difficult 
to get people to understand that forgiveness is a major, 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 major piece of the puzzle, whether it be to forgive somebody else for something they did wrong to you, whether it be to forgive yourself. Forgiveness opens, unlocks the door to so many different so many different things that um, it, it can help you improve health. It can help you, you know, see your, get, see your dreams and, and purpose come together more clearly because unforgiveness is like a um, – basically like a closed jar. <laughs> nothing comes in, nothing goes out. And it, it seals, off, seals you off from anything ever coming in to help you. And it's just like, it's just like acid. It's just like being a container for acid. So you have to be really careful – when it comes to unforgiveness, unforgiveness is a is a dream killer. It is a dream killer. It's just like uh, pouring weed be gone on weed. It, it will kill your dreams. It will stifle it. So you have to be you have to walk in forgiveness, if, especially with yourself. It's sometimes easier to forgive somebody who's done something heinous towards you than it is to forgive yourself. You have to be willing to forgive yourself too, because guess what? Sometimes in life you're gonna make a mistake, and sometimes in life you're gonna you're not gonna be completely right and you have to be willing to forgive yourself and say you know what god forgive if god can forgive me why can't i forgive myself that also comes in and being in relationship with with our, our our creator knowing that his love is so dynamic that it, it he created a way for you to be forgiven to be cleansed and be you know restored and renewed so if he can do that for you you can do that for yourself you can forgive yourself and let go. So you've admitted and confessed the problem. You've changed your mind. You have forgiven yourself and anybody else responsible for the current situation you're in. Step key number four is seek help from resources that know more than you do on the subject. Seek help from resources that know more than you do on the subject. Seek help from resources that know more than you do on the subject. Also in Scripture, it tells us that in the Council of Elders, there's, there's safety. Well, one thing about it is this. If I want to go and get my car fixed, I don't go and take it to somebody who doesn't know how to fix a car. Or even less than that, I don't take it to somebody who knows less than I do about how to fix a car. I want to take it to somebody who knows more than I do. Uh, when I'm reading books for research purposes, I don't want to read a book from somebody who doesn't know who knows less than I do. Because I want to, I want to go up. I want to grow. I want to get better. And if I'm admitting I have a problem and I'm seeking help, I want somebody who has been through the. Not only have they been through it but they've conquered it. And now they can give me a blueprint to come out, come through it myself. So you always want to seek help from somebody who knows more about the subject than you do. You always, it's all saying that you trust one who's been there. You trust somebody who can give you advice, who knows more about the subject, who knows how to, how to come through it, who knows how to deal with the, situ, the nuances of, of the situation you're dealing with. Because also the same sense, you don't want to go to somebody who, can't understand what you're going through and who becomes condescending towards you and tries to judge you and tries to belittle you because that only compounds the problem. You want to come to people who, you know, 
God, I think believe God places people in our lives who, who are, are deliverers, who, who, who have inside of them the DNA of a person who has, has been put on this earth to help lead and guide us if we ever fall, go astray. So, you've admitted and confessed the problem. You've changed your mind. You have forgiven anybody responsible for the situation, including yourself. You've now sought help from resources, people, places, and things that know more about the subject than you do. Step five, create a plan of action toward your solution. Create a plan of action towards your solution. Create a plan of action towards your solution. I love this part of, of the plan of, 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 of the key. I love this key because it's so dynamic. I always, whenever I think about plans and whenever I think about writing plans, I always think about something I saw on um, YouTube. I was watching Dr. Miles Monroe, and he was talking about planning, purpose. And he gave a scripture that has been so dynamic in my life. It's changed my, the course of my life. I've, I am not afraid to, to, write, to make plans now because of this one scripture. It's Proverbs 16 and 9. And I'm going to paraphrase it. Basically, in Proverbs 16 and 9, he, say, he says that the heart of man devises a plan, but it is the Lord that orders his steps through it. That means that if you come up with a plan, and you give it to God, God will order your steps through the plan to, to get you to success. That, is, that, that lets me know that we are not in this world alone, that, there's, that our, our creative, that, that we are we're part of, of, of a network spiritually, that the creator of the network wants to see me successful, and all I have to do is give him a plan, and he's going to, and everything works. Everything starts to fall into place the moment I give him the plan. No matter what the plan is, if something's wrong in the plan, he'll expose it to me, and we, and we go back to the drawing board and correct it, and we tweak it. Because that's part, of, that's part of ordering your steps through the plan. So don't be afraid. Please, all action, all dreamers, all goal setters, all visionaries, keep a plan, keep a plan, keep a plan in front of God. Keep a plan in front of your eyes. You see the plan, and, and you thank God for giving you the, the, the right steps, the right direction through that plan, and, and, and watch what happens. You, you, you start seeing your life change. You start seeing things change for you. And, and trust me on this, things will get better. They may not seem better. They may seem bad now, but they'll get better because I'm telling you from firsthand knowledge, I have gone through some serious battle because of some bad habits that I, that, that I was you know, bound to. And I'm telling you, the steps that I'm giving you now, I've, I've absolutely used them myself, and I've, I've come through a lot of things because of these, these steps and these keys I'm giving you. So key number one was admit and confess the problem. Key number two was to change your mind. Key number three, forgive yourself or anybody else responsible, responsible for the situation. Key number four was to seek help from resources, people, places, and things that know more about the subject than you do. Key number five was to create a plan of action towards your solution. Key number six, for overcoming bad habits. 
massively take diligent and tenacious action towards your plan. Massively take diligent and tenacious action towards your plan. Massively take diligent and tenacious action towards your plan. This is this is a piece of the puzzle that a lot of people forget about. You come up with the plan, God's ordering yourself through the plan, then you go sit on the couch and wait for something to happen. That doesn't work. In order for the plan to, to work, you have to activate it. You have to execute it. You have to get out and you have to you got to go get it. You know, a lot of things are going to come a lot of good things are going to come to you in this lifetime, but great things will go to you if great things come to those who go out and get them. You have to get active in the plan. You can't just it, – it, it's actually just – it's unfair to think that of God. A lot of people have, have a bad relationship with God because they think that, you know, God's failed them. But what, what the reality of the matter is they haven't stepped up and went out and a- actually executed the plan that they, they've been asking for or executed the plan they created. You have to take, you have to become, take ownership of your life. You have to get out and go get what it is you're, you're looking for. So if there's a bad habit that you, you've been dealing with, then you can you can overcome it, but but it's going to take you, you know, stepping out and and stepping out on faith a lot of times and doing what you need to do. Massively taking action, massive, max, no, excuse me, massively taking diligent and tenacious action involves doing whatever is necessary according to that plan, doing whatever is necessary according to the, the situation you're dealing with. It's doing whatever is necessary. It's doing whatever is necessary. And you'll see a lot of dreamers and visionaries that, that like the Trumps of the world, like, like Henry Ford, like a lot of titans of industry, they were not afraid to get their hands dirty. you gotta, you got to go get it. If, it's, if something, for instance, myself, I've been battling a sugar, battling a, a massive addiction to sugar, and I know that I can't really eat cheesecake like I, used to, like I like to. I can't really do that thing anymore. But I know that in order for me to overcome it, i got to take massive action to – in the other direction. I got to go in the other direction. I can't deal with that anymore like I used to. But I know I can't, it won't work me sitting down always eating cheesecake. I got I to gotta get up and I got to, because faith without works is dead. I have to actually make a move towards the thing that I really desire. So you admit it and confess the problem. You change your mind. You've forgiven yourself or anybody else responsible for the current situation. You, you've sought help from resources that no more about the subject than you do, you've now created a plan of action towards your solution. You're now currently massively taking diligent and tenacious action towards your plan. Step or key number seven, consistently persist until you get your desired results. Consistently persist until you get your desired results. Consistently persist until you get your desired results. This is the next piece of the puzzle that most people, that many people forget. This is like going the extra mile, so to speak. It's always told in, in conferences and things like that that there's very little traffic on the extra mile because so few people, so few people go above and beyond the call of duty. Well, you have to, you want something really bad, you got to go get it. And not only are you going to get it, you got to keep getting it. You got to keep going to get it. You got to, you got to stay on it. You can't relax. You can't get, get. Complacent. You got to keep going it. Keep doing it. But now, after I've overcome the sugar addiction, I have to keep myself in a place where I don't go back. That's part of the, that's part of persisting. That's part of of going towards my desired result. I have to continuously stay down the path that will keep me 
going down a healthy path. Anything that causes you to veer off the path, anything that causes you to deviate from the path is an enemy to your destiny, is an enemy to your purpose. And anything that comes against your purpose, get away from it. Anything that causes you not to live your purpose, stay away from it because it's not going to do you any good. It, we, we, we've been put on this planet to live pur- purposeful lives. Each and every one of us is a solution to some set of problems, but we have to understand who we are, who we are, and then we can move forward in our purpose. So seven keys to overcoming bad habits. Admit and confess the problem. Change your mind. Forgive yourself or anybody else responsible for the situation. Seek help from resources that know more than you do about the subject. Create a plan of action towards your solution. Massively take diligent and tenacious action towards your plan. And finally, consistently persist until you get your desired results. Thank you, people. I, I love doing this. I, I mean, I love being in a position to, to give help and, and to teach and to, you know, provide tools to help empower you and, and create a championship standard living for you. So without further ado, we're going to go into our interview session of portion of the uh, show today. And I have three uh, dynamic guests who are each in their own right um, expert in some form or fashion of um, mental health and uh, or spiritual health. And we, we just want to share some tools with you today um, to help you overcome bad habits, no matter what the bad habit may be. Uh, nobody's here to judge you today. We're here to help. So without further ado, I'm going to go and introduce our first guest. Our first guest is a registered nurse and certified hypnotist. An international conference speaker, she has been working in the mental health field for 30 years. She is currently the president and program designer for Sarasota Medical and Sports Hypnosis Institute, and she's also the president of International Medical Health Writers Limited. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce to you all Ms. Mrs. Elizabeth Borquet. Elizabeth, are you there? I'm here, Miles. How are you? I'm great, you, ma'am. Fine, thank you. I've been enjoying the the first part of your program, and it's exactly what I tell everybody they need to do in regard to making the changes. And so um, we're going to talk about sugar addiction. I'm my favorite subject. I'm sure you've got lots of questions lined up for me. Yes, ma'am. I surely do. Um, you said something to me yesterday on Twitter, and uh, it stuck out to me, and I wanted you to to expound on it. You said that our bodies don't forget that we abused them last week. That's right. They do not. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Well, we know, you know, we, we do know that diseases uh, come about because we continually go towards the disease door. Either we're going towards the disease door or we're going towards the wellness door. There are no two other doors. Um, so... The body, what the body is like a cash register. All of the systems of the body have a tally as to what you're putting into it, and they are changing. And so if you have been drinking a lot of soda, or I heard the cheesecake story, um, the cells have that recorded. And that's why I liked what you said, you can't do what you used to do, because you have noticed some changes in your body. That's the body speaking out. That's the body remembering. And I'm glad that you 
have been awake for the conversation. What happens with most people is that they're not awake for the conversation, and so before they know it, they are uh, in the door of the disease, and they're no longer uh, available for the prevention work. So that's why it's so important um, to make the changes before the disease diagnosis so that you can literally uh, change what's been going on and take the body back to a lower level of destruction depending upon how long you have been destroying your body. Wow. Okay. That's a wake-up so, call, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell me, what are some of the effects that sugar has on the body? Well, sugar has, it's not just the sugar, by the way. It's the body not receiving balanced nutrition. So it's not like a person can never, ever have a piece of cheesecake or uh, a piece of candy again. The body needs specific foods in order for it to function. Um, if you, you know, we use the, the metaphor of the car. We know that we have to service it and that we have to put you know, proper fuel into it, et cetera, et cetera, the car's not going to go. And it's the same thing for the body. So if we're only sugaring and we're not giving the body the proper nutrition that it needs, then the body is going to start to break down and to go towards diseases. Some of the biggest killer diseases um, would be adult-onset diabetes, um, heart disease, circulatory disease, of course, including stroke. Uh, we're even seeing this in children, by the way. Uh, then there are the other chronic diseases that people often do not connect with sugar addiction, such as increased problems with arthritis, chronic fatigue syndrome, um, osteoporosis, uh, many other of the, uh, the chronic type of pain and inflammatory diseases because you see when the sugar is out of balance, the body overproduces insulin and insulin out of balance um, tends to cause a lot of the inflammatory diseases. So, and then we can get into the cognitive problems with poor memory, poor level of creativity, um, you know, problems having to do with uh, being able to relax because when the insulin is up, the other hormones that respond uh, to it are also up. So we have some real cognitive difficulties, oftentimes people feeling that they're drunk after eating, which is a common uh, common sign that the insulin is, is out of balance. And oh. I, I was sugar addicted as well, so I'm like really into this, and I corrected myself right before I pushed open the door to diabetes. I mean, I was at the door, so I do know what it feels like to be there, and I do know that you can turn it around and go back the other way. Okay, okay. So what are some tips to give our listeners to, to overcome sugar addiction? Well, first of all, one needs to accept, as you were saying in, in your very excellently put-together list, you have to begin to become aware of what you're doing food-wise. Uh, if you're not eating uh, every three and a half to four hours, if you're doing walk-by eating, if you're not treating the body with the respect that it needs, which means that you need to know what proper nutrition is and what it is that your body needs 
in order to function. If you don't know that, there are plenty of there's plenty of help for you out there, and certainly I have an educational blog that is free, which you can certainly get the link to uh, if you are on Twitter or on Facebook or come to my website and ask me for the link to the ongoing blog workshop. There is all the help that you could possibly need in written form, and I'm there to help anyone that might have a question about it. So the first thing in line is to understand what good nutrition is and how to go about getting that. And it's not just the food. It's also knowing when to eat, how much to eat. And then there's the exercise connection, which is very, very important to managing sugar addiction. Then there's the stress connection. If you are not eating correctly, um, then the body is going to be in food stress. Um, and food stress is one of the biggest killers. It takes us towards disease processes. So we need to be able to manage stress. We need to be able to change the chemical composition of our body from observation and to be working with that throughout the day, keeping the food balanced, bringing the exercise in. And if that sounds like a lot to your listeners, it takes a lot more to manage and to live in a disease. And once you're in the disease room, as so as I call it, um, for my patients, then you really get to know what it's like to put tight shoes on uh, at the beginning of the day because it's extremely difficult to be living in a diseased body. Wow. I know that's one thing that, um, you know, in the African-American community, uh, we, we, we see a lot of, um, like, a high cases of diabetes and um, high blood pressure. And, um, you know, I, I know a lot of people, including family members, who are um, battling diabetes now, taking insulin shots and things like that. That's um, right. So, what, I mean, what, what can somebody really do as far as, like, for instance, myself, I'm 30 years old right now, and I want to ensure that I don't have to go down the, that, that same path. Well, I mean, first of all, what you need to do is you need to get organized as to what it okay. is you're going to do. As you said in your in your list, you we're we're past admitting it now. You've already admitted it. Uh, we have to create a plan, but the plan means that we have to get organized about exactly what you have to do in your day. Uh, I tell my my patients this. The bus picks you up at your bed when you wake up in the morning, and you either get on the health bus or you get on the other bus that takes you towards disease. When you get on the health bus, you're going to make many stops during the day. That means you're going to stop at breakfast, you're going to stop at lunch, you're going to stop at snack in the afternoon, you're going to stop at dinner, you're going to stop at an area for practicing deep relaxation and getting in uh, in touch with the hormones in your body, bringing them back to balance so that you're not producing chemicals that lead to the production of not just the diseases you were talking about. There's one, one particular chemical that's produced, which is called um, fibrin, which actually narrows the the inside of the blood vessels, and that's very connected to high blood pressure and stroke and also cholesterol formation. So sugar addiction is connected to all of those. So you need to get on the right bus in the morning, and you need to learn about every stop along your day. 
You also need to learn some of the other foods and beverages that excite insulin production, such as caffeine and the dangers of drinking, um, drinking sugar drinks and producing insulin by walk-by eating. You really need to get extremely knowledgeable about the bus stops that take you through one end of the day to the other. You also need to understand the importance of sleep and the recovery of sleep and how it's connected to sugar addiction and the development of the diseases. So this, uh, you know, basically that's what has to happen for you, Miles, and then that creates the plan, and then next comes the motivation to stay on, on path and to learn how to deal with other people in life that are off path because we... You know, we meander through life with other people, and if other people are not aware and they're urging you towards doing things that are going to get you on the bus that's going towards disease, then you're you're going to be in a lot of trouble because, as I said earlier and we discussed, the body is non-forgiving, that if you don't do what you're supposed to do, you're going to get the outcomes that whatever your actions determine. So other people don't get that, and they will try to bring you onto the other, the other bus, not truly meaning to harm you, but the truth of the matter is, is that they they will harm you if they do that. So as you develop more strength in your being and turn to God, your higher power, to be there by your side to keep you directed. So also you become the leader of other people. This is what we need in our society because we're so out of whack with our eating and drinking and and stress. We need more leaders. We need more uh, people who are on the right track so that we can be the role models for those that are on the wrong track. Elizabeth, I honestly uh, I take the challenge to be a leader because I I'm dealing with some situations now with my family uh, health-wise. Um, there's some things I have to. I won't talk about on air, but it's some things that I'm dealing with uh, with my parents and some of my other family members, and it, it's hard because I pray for these people every day, and I see them going through struggles, but I know that there had to be some way to to stop that bus to, to yeah. disease. So I thank you for giving us that. Elizabeth, we're going to go to the next, um, next caller, but could you tell the people again where they can find you at on the Internet and, and, and give us um, your um, – a product that you would you would want to um, recommend for today's show? Okay. I would suggest that they come to my website because from my website they can go to my Twitter and to Facebook, and then I can also direct them from my website to the educational blog, which is free. Okay, that's all posted online, everything they need to know and ongoing, and I'm also there for them. I would suggest that they have a look at a book and program that I've written called Sugar, the Hidden Eating Disorder and How to Lick It. I have an ebook for that and also some MP3 downloads. And okay. um, so that website is www.sugar-addiction.com. That's the best place to find me, and those are the best products for them. And I do thank you, Miles, and I look forward to hearing the rest of your program and your guests. Thank you, Elizabeth. It was an absolute honor to have you on the show today. Talk later. All right. Bye Thank for now. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye for now.
that was some really uh, dynamic teaching there. I, I, I'm i thankful for Elizabeth because, you know, I really, I guess I was telling one of the, um, the other guests as we were talking earlier today when I was uh, briefing her for the show that I look at this like um, how Oprah brings people on the show to, to handle things that she's dealing with, but as she does it, she's helping countless other people. So I know in me being able to bring her on the show, bring Elizabeth on the show, that it's going to be something dynamic in, in what she just spoke on for someone else as well. So I thank you, Elizabeth, for, for what you've done today, and I thank you for helping me create, devise a plan to get you know, on the bus to, to health and away from the bus to disease. We're going to go to our next guest. Our next guest is um, a dynamic, 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 dynamic speaker, a dynamic motivational speaker, dynamic coach. Uh, she's a minister. Uh, she's going to come here, and we're going to talk about the spiritual aspects of overcoming bad habits. Um, she um, is, like I said, just a dynamic person. She's the founder and director of Effectual Prayer Network. Uh, like I said, she's an ordained minister, workshop leader, and motivational speaker. Um, she's the founder and president of Empowered by Omnipotent Ministries. And like I said, we just a dynamic person all around. And um, I know that she's going to have something dynamic for you and something transformational for you. Without a shadow of doubt and without any more delay, I want to bring to you Elder Pamela Richards to the show. Elder Pamela, are you there? I am, Minister Miles. How are you doing today? Hello. I'm Hello, doing very well, Minister Miles. I'm it's doing very well. Thank it's you so much for inviting me. Oh, it's, so, it's such an honor. We, yes, we, it, we is, talk, it is indeed an honor to be here. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> We're going to talk about the spiritual aspects of overcoming bad habits and, and how to to go in, in the spirit and, and come out with a solution. And, Amen. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you go ahead, sir. Uh, I think my, my time is I'm cutting you off, so uh, you, you go ahead. I think we're getting a slight delay. I, I apologize for that. I, we're going to um, – I'm going to switch microphones on here. One second, ma'am. Hello? Yes. Okay, can you hear me better now? I can hear you very well. Okay. So what I was asking, um, we're, we're going to – I want to talk about the spiritual implications of overcoming bad habits. Um what are what are you, what are some causes of um of of, of people who um you, we see I know you see it constantly yourself as a speaker and as a minister you you have you may counsel people who are dealing with uh, a lot of different um issues a lot of different um a lot of different um things what are some causes of of of, of like let's say emotional Dis- disorders and things like that. What are some spiritual causes of, of emotional disorders? Well, honestly, uh, Minister Miles, I, I really believe that the root cause of all of our habits, uh, things that you know uh, allow us to be bound emotionally, I, I feel the root cause is that we are afraid. And I, I may get, I may not get any amens on this, but I, I feel that it's a, we're afraid sometimes to go where where God dares to take us. 
Okay. Uh, a lot of times, you know, we, we hide behind people and we hide behind our habits. We hide behind things because we know that, that to be connected with God, to be connected to an omnipotent God means that God is going to require us to go higher because you know that the God that we serve is a God of excellence. He's an excellent yeah. God. He does things in an excellent way, and he prepares his, his, his people in an excellent way. So I really, really believe that the root cause is fear, fear of becoming, fear of becoming great, fear of what the other people that's in your circle will think if you decide to let go of a hat. Well, because I've, you know, it's funny you say that. I've actually, I told somebody last week, I did an interview on um, a show last week, and I, we, we talked on something very similar where, you know, there's there, you have people like, maybe at the head of the class, and then there's some people in the back of the class, you know, they're, they're in the back of the class, cutting up and don't want to learn, but you got this person at the head of the class who comes to class every day and uh, is on fire to, to learn, and those people in the back of the class don't really want to learn or are scared to learn. Whatever's going on, they'll try to get that other guy to come on their side. So, I mean, it, that's that's a, a dynamic point there. So in dealing with fear, I actually have a book called The Power of Conquering Fear, and I talk about things like this. In dealing with people who are who are, who are afraid of their destiny, how do you how do you lose them? How do you get them to 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 pursue their destiny? How do you get them to out? Well, uh, honestly, you know, uh, I, I, there's there's an uh, old saying that 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 uh, I've heard many many people say that you can lead a horse to the water, you know, but you really can't make them drink it. Uh, but the thing is, the only thing we can do is be the very best example uh, of of success that we can possibly be before the people give uh, the people like you you've done. I I heard some excellent keys from you from the very beginning of the show, along with uh, the registered nurse, and I did not catch her name, and I do apologize for that. Uh, she gave some, uh, some wonderful, wonderful tips about, you know, the how-tos. But, again, when it come, really comes down to it, it comes down to the individual making a choice about having a better life. Yeah. Uh, so we can, the only thing we can do, again, be, be the very best example before people of success that we possibly can and uh, basically walk the walk before the walk the walk. As, as we, don't just talk the talk, but walk the walk as well. I can't really tell you about how to become uh, what you need to do to over uh, a nicotine habit if I'm sneaking around the corner and smoking myself. So I have to, first and foremost, I have to make sure that I'm the right type of example before the people and, again, make sure that I continue to present, you know, advice as much as I can as often as I can, you know, as long as they will receive it. And, uh, again, just pray, step back from it, and pray that the seeds that you've planted, you know, uh, that they will take root and grow. Okay. I know um, that, that, that's, again, a, a, another great point. I, I had um, I had a show a couple weeks ago, a relationship show, and I'm, I'm going to answer mm-hmm. a serious question here. A lot of people that I, that I talk to and I coach and I, um, I counsel, they're dealing with some sort of sexual problem it, it, and it's mm-hmm. a desire to to be sexually intimate outside of god's timing they're not married and they just they want to have they want to have sex how do you deal with that issue as far as getting them to um i mean not so much convincing them or getting them but letting them know that that god loves them and, and that his timing is 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 perfect uh amen that's that's absolutely a wonderful question and for one thing we we have to be we have to be real but i really believe uh we we can't when we approach people we have to approach them uh from the standpoint that really when it comes to fornication when it comes to adultery that there's no compromise that there should not be uh, a gray area is either going to be black or right either you're going to be right or you're going to be wrong uh and 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 i let me let me just 
uh, backtrack just a minute. Uh, when I when I uh, saw the topic uh, of your or heard about the topic for your show tonight, I got really excited because I thought about the word habit, and this will tie into what you're asking me. Uh, okay. I thought about the word habit, and I know that the word habit is directly akin to uh, habitation or the root word for habitation or a habitat. And you know habitation or a habitat is simply a dwelling place. In other words, a place where you get comfortable and a place that you do what you remain. So in order for anyone, just say we're living in a house right now, and in order for me to be able to move from where I am, either I prepare myself financially, in other words, I'm preparing myself to move forward, So, but in, in the event that that doesn't work, the reverse, uh, action, the reverse of my actions uh, would also work as well. If I stop investing in where I am, if I stop making payments on my, on my physical home, then I'm going to be evicted from my dwelling place or my habitation or my habitat or my habits. So getting back to uh, the sexual sins, the, the people that we counsel, we have to be real with them and let them know, stop making so, so much of an investment. Stop making such big investments right. in your habits. Stop going out and renting the DVD, the, 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 those adult DVDs that you, we should not be renting in the first place. Right. Uh, stop <laughs> uh, putting your eyes where they shouldn't be and keep yourself out of situations that you should not be a part of in the first place. Case in point, if you know that you deal with a lust demon or someone that you're connected with, someone that you know you're going to be talking to is dealing with a lust demon, then you might ought to recommend that you, or you might recommend that you bring a witness to come if you have to counsel, uh, if they have to go somewhere they know it's going to be trouble for them late at night for one thing, I, w- I wouldn't recommend talking to somebody late at night if I had an issue with a sex scene anyway. You know, as they used to say, uh, the freak the freaks certainly come out at night some, uh, most times. Most times they do. But 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 getting back to, uh, uh, on a serious note, uh, I would have to say just really if we would just learn to, uh, my recommendation for people that are battling with sexual sins, stop making such a big investment in, in what you're struggling with. Wow. And that goes across the board for anything. Like if you're struggling with something, don't invest so much time. You don't you don't give power. You don't give life to the problem. You speak life to the solution. Cut the cut the lifeline off. Exactly. Cut cut off this cut. If you cut the cut off the supply, then you're gonna starve it. You're gonna it'll be malnourished. So right. you will have to. So in other words, so you have to you have to turn when you know you're struggling with something major. You have to begin to turn good against yourself. Turn against yourself in other words. Turn against your actions. You have to turn against your thoughts. And how do we do that? We do that because the word, with, with applying what the word tells us in the book of Philippians, let this mind uh, be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. So no longer you can't consider the way you used to think. You have to begin to think like Christ. You've got to be more like Christ. Even what it says in Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, it says, do not be conformed to the patterns or the habits of this world, but allow yourself to go through a transformation. Be willing to make sacrifices. Be willing to go without your habits. Start off small. If you can't do you know you can't do it for a week, start off not sleeping with somebody for one day. Then that one day turns into another day and another day and another day. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, well I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just so enthused and, and excited by the information you're sharing us. Um, uh, Elder Pamela, we gotta, we, we're going to have to go, but I want you to tell people about the Effectual uh, Prayer Network, and then I want you to give them give the people a word of encouragement to, to overcome these bad habits that some people are dealing with. 
Uh, amen. Thank you so much for that. Uh, yeah, uh, we will uh, be in. The, we're in the process of launching uh, uh, an intercessory prayer network. Where we, with the intercessory, the effectual prayer network, what we want to do is we want to connect intercessors with other and other intercessors. Okay. The effectual prayer network. We are basically like a relief team for for ministries. We're a relief team for organizations. We have. Uh, uh, about 14 subgroups that we formed, ready. We've, we have them set and ready to go. We're waiting for God to send us the right intercessors and uh, that truly have a heart for prayer. A lot of people say that they're intercessors, but everybody really doesn't have a heart for prayer. Uh, it's just about the name and title only. Uh, but, but, but we're preparing to launch that, and we're believing God that we will have everything ready to go by next month. By the month of June, uh, we will be able to launch that, and that website will be uh, HTTP. Uh, colon forward slash forward slash effectual network dot ning dot com and also uh, we also do a blog talk radio show uh, on uh, we're going to be doing it every other Monday night uh, at starting at six o'clock from six to seven talking about various other topics and a word of encouragement for all of you that may be struggling with various habits know that you're not the only one Know that the God we serve is more than able to deliver us all. Uh, the God that we serve can do all things but fail. So I would recommend that you work your God connection. God is wherever you are. Where It, it doesn't matter. As, as it says in the book of Psalms 138, says, Behold, if I make my bed in hell, he's right there with us. So just know that God is with you, but you have to work your God connection. Trust what God can help you through. He, he wants to help us through it. Trust him to do it. So that's going to be my word of encouragement for you, for you people today. Minister Miles, thank you so much for having so me welcome. on your show. So welcome, man. It's an absolute honor to have you here, and I look forward to doing this again with you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Right. Well, again, people, I, I, I told you I would uh, provide you dynamic guests. So I, I true to form, I don't lie to you. <laughs> uh, we thank you again, um, Elder Pamela Richards. Um our next guest um, is a licensed clinical social worker in Chicago, Illinois. She holds two degrees from the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor uh, from their prestigious uh, mental health program. She, she specializes in the treatment of uh, mood disorders, eating disorders, weight loss issues, and job-related stresses. Uh, welcome to the show, people, Ms. Cicely Johnson. Thank you, Miles, for that introduction. You're so welcome. Hello, listeners. <laughs> I it's, am glad to be here. It's an absolute honor to have a have a, a show of experts, and you get to uh, close the show out. <laughs> that is great. That is great. Um, I just I wanted to piggyback um, something that the elder that was just done, something that she said really rung a bell with me, and she talked about indicated taking things a day at a time. Yes. Um. In, in terms of overcoming things, and it, it just reminded me of a quote um, that my father my father says, and he, well, and he asked me, he says, well, Cicely, what's the best way to eat an elephant? And I, and I go, well, I don't know, Dad, and he says, one bite at a time. And um, taking things um, day by day um, and just having, you know, we talk about a plan, and just having a plan for the day or for the hour and how you're going to get through um, and overcome the habit that you have. So I just wanted to comment on that because it really hit home um, for me. Right, and that's 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 another thing. Like I mean, me personally, I'm not in the elephant eating business, but if I was, 
I know that you eat it one bite at a time. So, exactly. So, Cicely, how do you um how would you advise somebody to to break bad habits as a professional as an expert? What, what would you suggest to to our listeners? Okay. Um. Well, here it is, Miles, and and just real talk. I um. Um. I think that many of us, most of us, all of us, have had habits that we wanted to break or just sort of things that we want to change about ourselves. Yes. Um, I have um, dealt with things myself, habits that I've wanted to break myself. Um, and I've done it my way. And um, as far as changing things, um, I've struggled with um, some weight issues um, in the past, um, on and off issues um, with being unhealthy as far as my weight. Um, and I follow diets, and I follow leaders that I saw on TV and, and things like that. Um, I've also, um, as you mentioned, I, I do have a couple of degrees um, and studied psychology and mental health. Um, I've practiced in the field. I've attended lots of conferences um, about change um, and about um, breaking habits and things like that. And um, one of the things that I, I can just throw all that out the window and tell you that uh, what has been most effective for me is to understand my own understanding of what love is. Mm-hmm. And, and once I began to understand love, true love, um, and as I develop that and as I understand that and as I make the decision to love myself, it all seems to fall in, into place. Okay. Um, in, in all the different aspects. And um, and so learning, um, I really like um, the author, uh, Rhonda Britton, and she's um, dynamic in the field, um, and she, um, she wrote uh, Fearless Living and Fearless Loving, and I recommend that book to a lot of my clients that I work with um, that are dealing with a variety of different issues. But it just really, really, it goes really, really deep, and it just it sort of helps you um, in exploring what love is and looking at love as a verb and looking at love as a um, ever-going being. And um, so I can say that that um, truly has, is what has made me sustain change and sustain um, uh, abstaining from bad habits. Okay. Well, so you speak about loving oneself. How, do, how What would you suggest to someone who's been abusing themselves and, you know, they, they haven't been loving themselves, they haven't been allowing, you know, they haven't been doing healthy living, making healthy living choices? What do you tell them? How do you get somebody to understand it's okay to express love to themselves? What do you, how do, would you tell them, you know, how to express love to themselves? I would tell them to open up the Bible. Okay. And and really look um, at the life of Jesus Christ and who he is and what he does and what he's given us. Um, and just really... Um, trust in God. I think that that's, that's a point, that's a, a very good um, starting point. Um, and so that that would be um, 
that would be my first my first step. Um, so at that point, I mean, can you tell me that you've had a, a personal experience doing this yourself? Yes. Um, you know, and there's love. I, I knowing more about um, Jesus Christ and who He is. Um, and who I am because of him, um, and just learning about love. For instance, um, if I feed myself um, greasy foods and things like that to my body, you know, is that really loving myself? Am I taking care of myself? Um, The answer is no. and and I, I think part of one of the things that the nurse had mentioned earlier um, about um, looking at the effects that behaviors um, have on your body right. um, and being educated about the effects. And, you know, um, for me to um, do things um, that I know that's killing myself, that's not acting out of love. Right. Um, so getting up and taking a walk in the morning and just relaxing and just um, being in a quiet space um, and taking time for yourself. To me, that's expressing love for yourself. You're taking time for yourself. um, And it's good for the body. Okay. Um, So um, looking at what you put in and put out of your body, you know, when you make those choices, um, you know, are you loving yourself when you are putting certain things into your body? Um, and so for me, um, understanding that drinking water, water is kind of like my gas. It's like gas that keeps me going. Mm-hmm. Um, drinking adequate amounts of water, it's staying lubricated. I feel like I'm expressing love to myself, um, and it helps me. And as far as the example that I use was my struggle with with weight loss, and I've done Weight Watchers and I've done different things, and um, just treating my body, treating my body with love, you know, forgiving, forgiving myself for the things that I have done to mistreat my body and moving forward. Um, You know, if I have a bad day, with eating, does that mean the next day I feel bad about it again and just keep going down? No, I forgive myself, wipe the slate, and the next day I get back on the bus and I um, I, I try again. And I um, um, I, I will say that there there have been habits that I've been able to uh, master and conquer successfully. Um, I'm not going to lie and say that I don't have ha- habits that I'm working on right now. But right. I will say the, the more that I understand love, the more that I embrace love, um, uh, the more efficient I am at, at um, overcoming bad habits. And I think it's an ongoing, an ongoing process. Okay. I want to I go back to something you said, and um, I think a lot of people need to hear this. 
um, about relationship with, with Jesus. You said that you feel like if a listener looks at, if one of the listeners could, could, is having an issue about love, they can read his life. And one thing I, I, I'm, I understand, um, you know, and have my own personal relationship with, with Christ is that, you know, I've, I've made some horrendous mistakes, like some horrible mistakes recently and some horrible mistakes in my past. You know, stuff that, you know, that would normally, you know, cause a person to doubt themselves, cause a person not to even trust themselves, cause a person to, to look at themselves in a, um, in a, with, with low, maybe with a low self-esteem issue, you know what I'm saying, with a, from a, a, a whole completely different view. And, and being the person that you are today and being an accomplished person and being somebody who, who, who can be an expert and help people come through things, you're you're saying that your relationship with Christ has has really changed things, and I think the people would, would want to hear and want to you know what is it what is it because I mean a lot of people I talk to a lot of people every day and it's, it's like what what is it about I mean you talk about God all the time what is it but is there something yeah. what what is it that that one thing that you can you can say that it's intangible that it, if it wasn't happening no other way what what is what is that thing that that, that you can say for yourself. Yeah, and I think part of it, and I'm just going to sort of relate to um, what the elder talked about earlier um, as far as example. Right. Um, And just looking at the example that that Jesus has for us. Right. And um, the sacrifice, being able to sacrifice, being able to forgive, um, being able to accept. Um, you know, having, looking at, at his life as an example um, is what is helpful. Yes. To me. Um, um, and, uh, you know, I, and I may need to think about it. I don't know so much that it is, is a there is a tangible thing. Um, I'm not sure that it is tangible. Um, I, I totally understand what you're saying. I, I mean, I, 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 I was just trying to clear up something for the people. I, you, you definitely hit the point, and it's, it's not a, not necessarily tangible in the sense that oh, I, I, because right in front of me there's there's a couple cell phones, and I see them, and I can touch them, but. The point I was making is that a lot of people will try to, in that situation, will try to judge your relationship, but only you know your relationship. Right. And and and, and but in having that relationship, it does it changes things. Like even for what, you know what we're both doing here now, we're, this is a labor of love. We're we're out here expressing love for people because we want to help people. We want to see people healed and whole. We want to see people moving in their destiny. And I. I I thank you for going down that path because you, you you caused me to think about some things in a different perspective. You know, we, that 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 Christ-like love. You know, can can you know? And I, I was telling you earlier when we when we were uh, I was briefing you on the show, there are a lot of men out here who, if they had that love in themselves, they would treat their women differently. They would treat they wouldn't disrespect women because if they you know the image and the example is Jesus Christ, and we're supposed to love we're supposed to love our our our, our women as Christ loved the church. And that means that you cover and you provide, you protect, you pray, you intercede, and and a lot of people miss that. A lot of people don't get that. So I I, I thank God 
for the I for the um for you know that relationship and, and being able to to understand his love and I and I like I said I thank you for that point because you know it even you just you shared you opened something up for me when you were just saying that's the reason why I had you go back there because I, I I knew I wanted to, I wanted to hear hear too because I was hearing something different because you know hey I personally yeah. I pray every day and, and then sometimes I get caught up in a in a rut thinking that I know I got God boxed in so this is only the way God will operate but God can God will move the way He wants to move but love His love is just so encompassing. That if you understand, once you understand the point that he loves you and that he forgives you for anything, any any mistake you make, who are you to not hold unforgiveness against yourself? Who are you not to be who you've been called to be? Who are you not to do what, what it is you've been put here to do? And I, I you know, like I said, I, that, that's one thing, like, I'm I'm so thankful that you, you said that because it just opened up a whole new, new world for myself. So, um, I want to... About you know, in love and love, forgiveness, treating your body, you know, all of it. It's not concrete. It's it's ongoing. It's ever flowing. Right. Right. Um, and um, you know, and I hear work in progress, and people have different views on the on using that um, uh, as a phrase. Um, but um, you know, we're all working, and we're all learning, and. And um, and I just understand in love, and I, one of the big things is understanding love as and looking at it in the verb form as an act of doing too. And I think that ties into um, the behavioral changes that yes. you need to think about for yourself as yes. well. Um, and really looking at love as a verb, and really um, being able to um, operationalize love as a verb for yourself. Okay. Um. And so that, that's all I can really say. Um, uh, if you want to have a cognitive behavioral uh, perspective on overcoming bad habits, I can give you that too. Um, and I am at www.psychologist.org. Um, and if you just click down to Meet the Therapist, um, click on Meet the Therapist and click on Cicely and Johnson LCSW, um, that will give you my contact information. Um, and link to my bio. Okay. Um, and so, if, if you want to talk um, talk shrink talk, I can do that with you too. <laughs> and we 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 certainly thank you because I, I like I said I I have known you now to be a, an expert for for some years now, and also you know you 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 you're, you've shown that you know spiritually you understand the things that a lot of a lot see a lot of times where people are scared to go and talk to people in your profession because they don't know they feel like they're going to um just dump a lot of medicine on them and, and just leave them on the side of the road but it's, it's good to know that somebody will will at least listen to you know will listen to the, the voice of reason from 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 the most high from a, a different power and that's that's good and i'm, I'm happy to know I that teach my, i teach my clients to love themselves and to understand what love is Right. Uh, and that's what I do. Um, I think it starts with love. <laughs> and exactly. And, um, you know, from eating disorders to different things, that's what I, um, that's where I go with my clients. Um, and I try to incorporate that in what I do. Um, well, well, Cicely, would you give give our listeners a word of encouragement to help them overcome bad habits we know that um as an expert you see this this type of thing every day what would you 
just give people something encouraging to let them know that they can that they can overcome this thing. It's not it's not that bad. Um, I I'll, I'll tell you to um, uh, eat the elephant one bite at a time. <laughs> that's when it comes to it down to it. Hey, if you got to eat an elephant, that's the only way to do it. One bite at a time. Cicely, we thank you and we appreciate you for coming on the show today. Oh, thank you. I am so glad to be here. Oh, thank you so much. Okay, anytime. And I, and I look forward to having you back. Okay, anytime, Miles. Okay. Okay, thanks. You're so welcome. Well, people, we're um. This is a time on the show where we um. We close out the show. I didn't give you a presidential wisdom today, and I apologize for that. And um, I just, I was going through the show. I was so excited to, to do the show, and I forgot to do it. So before we close out the show, I want to give you a presidential wisdom. And this is from uh, President Barack Obama. It states, we need to steer clear of this poverty of ambition where people want to drive fancy cars and wear nice clothes and live in nice apartments but don't want to work hard to accomplish these things. Everyone should try to realize their full potential. Again, we need to steer clear of this poverty of ambition where people want to drive fancy cars and wear nice clothes and live in nice apartments but don't want to work hard to accomplish these things. Everyone should try to realize their full potential. People, it's an absolute honor to come before you each week and do this show, and I, I love being able to, to, to do this. I love being able to, to, to be a, a beacon of hope and as Elizabeth charged me earlier in the show, I stand for and t- accept the challenge to be a leader, to be a leader, to be an example, to be a, a, a beacon of change and hope, um, even in taking um, on uh, a take on even what uh, President Obama is doing. I, I, I look forward to being a leader of change and hope for you. Um, before we go, I want to acknowledge again our, our, our guest, uh, Miss Ms. Elizabeth uh, Borke, uh, Elder Pamela Richards, Miss Cicely Johnson, and I have some special acknowledges for uh, Mr. J. L. Godfrey, uh, J. War, Mari Torres, Fran Briggs, D. Stewart, Mr. Kenneth Moody, Pastor Ginaldo Lee, Lady Tiffany Lee, Bishop Wayne T. Jackson, Dr. Beverly Jackson. Just wanted to give them special acknowledgments to let them know I, um, I, I appreciate your support to the show um, and coming out and listening to the show today. People, this has been Creating a Championship Standard of Living. I am your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller, and as I leave you, I always leave you with this. It's my mantra. It's my motivation. It's my life. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. God bless you, and I'll see you next week.